Hey, this is Guy, and before we start this week's episode of The Perfect First Layer, I thought I should tell you of a technical glitch we had. It seems that we lost some of the original recordings when we had our first conversation. So instead of 50 to 60 minutes, this episode only lasts about 20. I thought we should still publish what we have and provide the content to all of you. As always, thank you so much for listening, and please remember that we're always looking for new questions to answer. So please submit them to us at theperfectfirstlayer at gmail.com. And here we go. Welcome to the Perfect First Layer Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we answer questions from you, the 3D printing community. My name is Guy Dunlap from Guy Shop, and as always, are my co-hosts, JJ and Nathan. Hello. Hi. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> and we do depend on your questions for this podcast, so if you have one for our panel, please go to perfectfirstlayer.com, go to the submit page, and send it along. We also have a Patreon account. Right now, we have one level and we are simply asking for a small donation to help this podcast going. Help keep this podcast going. I forgot a word in there. It's important. <laughs> so please go to patreon.com slash perfect first layer. So, Nathan, what do you got going on? Well, I'm in my new filming studio slash office. So that's pretty exciting for me. I finally got the floor cleaned up a little bit. So... Um, I think when you first move into a space and you got boxes everywhere, it's kind of hard to work. So I was feeling kind of demotivated from making videos for a couple of weeks. But now that I got everything squared away, I'm starting filming again, doing some crazy mods. So it's going to be saw, pretty fun. I saw the one video you had where you're throwing all those what appeared to be brand new printers in a dumpster. <laughs> And I was, I saw it like, oh my gosh, I, I don't really care either way. You know, it's your stuff. You can do what you want. But uh, I started reading through the comments and it was funny. It was, I, I was, I was entertained for about a half an hour doing nothing, reading the comments. Well, the thing I didn't good. mention is none of those printers actually worked. So it's less of a loss in a way. But well, one, of them, one of them was a, a flying bear. I saw it flying through the air. I recognized because it had the yellow head on it right that one i probably shouldn't have thrown but um <laughs> it's it's actually a pretty good printer but i i've i had a bit of a hoarding problem i have way too many uh, printers and i just had to let some of them go yeah, and that yeah, was my yeah, cathartic so way of uh letting them go yeah i just thought it was really funny yeah. did you see that jj <laughs> yes yeah after reviewing enough printers i, I saw that and i was like oh, i could probably do that <laughs> too there's enough printers that I need to get to a working order so I could sell on Facebook Marketplace or something. But it's, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm getting ready for a purge too. I'm going to sell. I've got like 10 printers. What the hell do I need 10 printers for? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to sell like six of them. I haven't mm. actually sold any printers. I just uh, give them away to people and I ran out of people to give them to. Like I was <laughs> talking to my coworkers. I was like, hey, you want a printer? Like it works. And they're like, no, I don't need one. No. <laughs> you gave me one last year. Yeah. It's still yeah. sitting in the closet. Most people, one or two printers is enough. Yeah. We live in a little bit of a, a subculture where everybody's like, oh, give me that printer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know probably a lot of the, my commenters would have just loved to take them all, but mm -hmm. I've had a couple of people reach out and I think I'm going to send one to some, uh, some broke kid that's wanting to get started with 3d printing. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the ones that I have working, I feel a lot better about actually sending those to people. I don't want to send like a part with a, a, a printer with a bunch of parts missing and not operational. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Or the other issue is Clipper. If I've got Clipper on something, it's like, okay, well, it needs this Raspberry Pi connected in this way, and this is how you connect to it. And like, it's more involved. Like, it's uh, Marlin is a way better entry level printer for most people. If if I've got Clipper on it, it's like, okay, now I got to teach you how what Clipper is. I can't just hand this to you. Well, if it's if it's everything is already working on it, maybe not. Maybe not. But it's still like. To interface with this, you have to have a computer, and this is how you yeah. set your IP to connect to it. And well, you like on my Voron, I've mm. got a regular little LED display on it with a you know just uh, a wheel and everything, and it yeah, works yeah. fine doing that. Like a clipper screen. So no, not a clipper screen, uh, just a regular big tree tech uh, all my LCD clipper screen. Printers don't have screens on it, so. Yeah, when you when you resell your printers, what do they usually go for? You do like fifty percent MSRP or something? Yeah, something like that, fifty to seventy five percent, depending how old they are. Well, I think that might be an interesting topic for a video some days or a, or a podcast is selling old yeah. printers and how to get rid of them. Yeah, usually I was it's trying to help someone else out. It's like I got this for free, so and I don't want it. Let me give it to someone who wants it. And give them a good deal on it, type thing. Yeah, I always sold stuff uh, at around seventy percent of market price, not retail mm-hmm. price, but you know market price. So if someone was selling for two hundred bucks, you know, you take twenty eight dollars off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. And that's that's the starting point because I'm not I, I'm not on Facebook, and I don't ever intend to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I use Craigslist, and the minute you put something on there, people come, yeah, yeah, I'll give you full price. They show up, well, you know, <laughs> right. I got us 50 bucks. Yeah, Get, the hell yeah. Off. Get off my lawn. Right. I mean, it, it sounds like it's like, oh, yes, just list it, and it'll disappear. And it's like, well, yeah, it actually takes like a couple hours of time to meet the person and then make sure it's working and do whatever they want you to do and then negotiate. So. I mean, I, I completely ran out of time because I was like trying to hold oh, on to yeah. all my printers and take them that. with me. Move it. Yeah. yeah. And then How I was at the last minute. How many did you take with you? Um, I got like a little Noah's Ark here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> two of each type of printer. I mean, <laughs> you can see the pile over there. I, for those of you who can't see on camera, I've got about uh, 10 in boxes and another seven or so set up in the other room. So I wasn't crashing all my printers by any means that's good are you going to set up like racks for all that stuff or yeah i've got some uh some counter space so the ones that i use a lot like Mm -hmm. the p1ps and uh, a couple of my creality machines i'm having those set up and then the rest i'm just kind of i don't know what to do with them yet We'll, we'll figure it out yeah yeah so what about you jj uh, just more printing. I feel like uh, not much has changed in the last two weeks. Uh, like no fancy new printers have shown up. Um, more printing on the K1. Um, I put on a uh, CHT nozzle on the K1 this morning after seeing Nathan's video um, to put a volcano nozzle on it. And it works great. It's amazing. It's funny yeah. that the, I feel like the nozzle is one one of the few places they cheaped out on on the K1. And it's like, oh, yeah, most people probably should just put a CHT nozzle on here. 
and you'll have so much better results. Um, is it the same size or is it a? It's just a normal volcano nozzle. It's a little okay. bit shorter, right? Um, but it still prints great because it levels using pressure of the bed actually touching the nozzle. Okay. So you just put a regular volcano CHD nozzle on there and you'll have great results. You could even put a super volcano nozzle on there and it would just Ooh. move down an extra, you know, 40 millimeters. They have yeah. super volcanoes? <laughs> Do they have mega volcanoes? I don't know, but super volcano is like the, the one that E3D came out with. That was the original high flow nozzle. And I never really got that good of results out of it. It was only slightly faster than a regular <laughs> volcano um, yeah. with a huge penalty in terms of if it bumps into anything, it's the lever arm is so long, it'll snap the heat break very easily. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I was I was in my shop on Saturday or Sunday, and I was finishing up the, the video for the artillery sidewinder. Mm-hmm. And about just as I was finishing up, I was doing a last print. It went defective on me. Oh, no. What uh, happened? The... the, the heater on the bed broke oh i just said i'm not going to heat anymore huh yeah good thing it's only 115 volts (laughs) you know (laughs) something that's easy to work on well oh it is easy to work on there's just 110 and it goes to it goes to a relay and it's not a big deal so i tested all the the wiring and everything and actually i think it's a thermistor because the thermistor like constantly mm-hmm. reads like 70, 80 degrees, just constantly. So you turn the heater on, the bed doesn't come on. But if you turn the thermostat up to, you know, like 100 degrees, everything comes on. Mm. So mm. it just kind of sucks because that, that cord and the way that bed is, you can't just replace the thermistor on it. Because yeah. it's, all, it's all one big glued up sandwich of stuff. Oh, right. It'd be a little trickier. You probably have to like peel it apart and find the thermistor. And it's kind of like doing surgery. Well, it was was a brand new printer. So it was just a simple email to artillery and going back and forth Mm -hmm. with their tech support, uh, a couple of emails. And they said, ah, okay. I I believe they're going to end up sending me a new, you know, bed assembly Mm -hmm. with all the wiring harness and everything. Yeah. So we'll see, but it just kind of sucked. It's like right in the middle it's of like it. Right Boom. Yeah, right when you're like, okay, I'm ready to finish this up, and yeah. well, so no, that that show. last 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 print I did is not going to be on the video because mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to put that in there. But the listeners here will know about it. Right. Yeah. Well, the artillery sidewinder is still one of my favorites, especially for being a 300 by 300 millimeter build volume. Like, mm-hmm. it's a really big printer. Pretty yeah, easy to use. For 300 bucks, it's a good deal. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So, you want to get into some questions? Yeah. I suppose so. I suppose so? Yeah. You sure? Are, 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 <laughs> you, are you into it, Nathan? Well, right. I mean, now we're filming these in the evening. I, I'm kind of feeling like I need to go to sleep. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, Guy is hitting oh. his second win in, in oh, the yeah. evenings. Oh, yeah. That's me. Uh, all right, this is from Nate, and he says, really enjoy your podcast. I installed an additional Z-drive screw and stepper motor on one of my Ender 3 V2s. 
I'm making a cordless drill battery holder. Nice. And I have two issues. The first one is wall separation is viewed from above, which you guys just discussed. So thank you. Uh, the other is that it's printing at an angle so that it looks like it's the leaning tower of battery holder. Interesting. I've been messing around with it for weeks and not much luck. Any help would be appreciated. JJ, what do you think? Yeah, that issue from above looks like a under extrusion issue, which I've been dealing with recently. Um, putting a CHT is always a great fix for that. Um, what about his leaning tower of battery the holder? Leaning tower of battery holder. Um, could be some slippage, maybe if there's there's layer skips, that could be a thing. Um, whether your belts are tight enough, um, making sure your uh, motor driver, uh, stepper motor drivers have enough voltage to them. That's a go-to that I go to. Um, Nathan, you got anything? All right. So he's got the leaning tower of Pisa going on. Like how leaned over is it? Is, is it like? Um, yeah, that's always an ish, a hard call. 18.3 degrees. <laughs> let's <Yeah>. say. <laughs> if, it's, if it's just at a slight angle, that might be due to some like minor misalignment. If it's like shifted layers, that could be a, a different thing. Um, but yeah, if, uh, if we had an idea of like, if it was just a couple of degrees, then it might just be something to do with the bed leveling or something. It sounds like it's a couple of degrees. I, I had the same problem on my Ender 3 V2 and it didn't, hmm. at that, when I was having the problem, it wasn't because of, I had tool, dual Z's on it. It was just the gantry was off level with the bed. Mm. I mean, too much to where it couldn't really adjust for it. So all I did was I took a, a actually it was a, a, a metal thing I used to, to calibrate machinery. It's called the three, two, one block. Um, and I put it under one side and I lowered the gantry on top of that. And then I moved it over and I lowered the gantry on top of that. And I used a feeler gauge and they got them within like, five thousandths of an inch yeah to level, level your two z level of two z gantries yeah and then it worked for a while and then it started going out again mm. so that's when i got the the dual z stepper motors and you you to level it i did the same thing again but i just twisted one side because it doesn't have on the end, the end of three V two one I had did not have a, a belt at the top. It's mm. got two motors with a split stepper driver wire, so it just one hooks up to the, the the main board and then it gets split into the two motors, and they both run the exact same code. So all I did was I just moved one down till they were even again, and then I never had another problem with it. Right. So synchronization between your two Z stepper motors is always somewhat of an issue. And every uh, printer that I've dealt with that has dual Z stepper motors seems to do it differently. So on the Creality Ender 3 S1, 
they have a little belt across the top that mm-hmm. uh, a timing belt that synchronizes them so that they can't come out of alignment. Um, on the Prusa machines, the i3 MK3S, it and also on the Soval SVO5, it moves all the way to the top of the of the printer and it bumps into some little blocks up there, and that yeah. makes sure that they're both leveled to the same degree. Because what can happen is, say your your uh, X gantry is at the midway point in terms of the Z height, like it's halfway up. And then one of the stepper motors rotates like a couple full rotations. You can have the whole gantry being tipped at an angle there. So um, that could cause the, the issue you're describing. But something I think would be good for the viewers if you're submitting questions. Also, if you can include a picture of your prints, if you've got an issue with your print, then we can take a look at them and um, kind of help us with the troubleshooting there. That's a, that's a good idea. Uh-huh. That's even, so a, true. even a blind squirrel finds a nut now and then, Nathan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With one, there was one. Um, this was a while ago, but one person I was trying to help out uh, get his printer working, and he was using my clipper code, and we'd gone back and forth for like a week, and then he f- finally sent me a video, and I was immediately like, "Oh, it's your acceleration's wrong." Like it was <laughs> immediately obvious, but it could have saved almost two weeks of work going back and forth and maybe try this, maybe try that. And the video was like, Oh, it's your acceleration. I'm sorry. Like (laughs) I shouldn't have spent this two weeks helping you doing all these little steps when. So where's not a listener. (laughs) (laughs) Where, where, where would be the first place you'd go with this, Nathan? What would be the first thing you look at? How level the, the, the gantry is, or how, how could you test, let's say it is even across it, how would you test the motors to see if one is turning well, differently than the other one? Um, uh, it's kind of hard to see stepper motors when they're spinning. So a really yeah. common thing that you'll do in uh, when you're dealing with motors is put little pieces of tape on them so that they're kind of like little dials of a clock almost so that way you can tell if they're both rotating at the same speed or if one of them is slipping or something you'll be able to to catch it um but generally i haven't had much problems with my z-axis coming uh misaligned but there's all sorts of issues with 3d printers like if there's some kind of mechanical binding that that could prevent one of them from moving and the other one moves just fine then that could be an issue if you have two different uh lead screws like one of them is a 20 millimeter pitch and one of them's like a 15 millimeter pitch you can imagine like you're the i doubt that would happen mm-hmm. but yeah you know there's all yeah. sorts of crazy stuff that could be going on so it's hard to um troubleshoot these things sometimes but so, just yeah just watching it i think when you're your fastest way to test this instead of actually printing something is to print a cylinder in vase mode that tries to cover your entire as close to your, your full Z height as possible. Um, that's a good way of, if you're measuring or calibrating or trying to do things, th- this will let you know quickly whether everything is printing straight and in a correct up and down axis. Um, so if you're trying to re-level things or redoing your Z axes and stuff, uh, print a vase mode cylinder straight vertically, make sure it prints straight in all 
orientations because it should be a smooth cylinder at the end. And if it's rolling wonky at the end, then, you know, something is off balance or some of your wire connections are missing steps somewhere. Oh, one one last thing that just came to mind. I was reading he's using an Ender 3 V2 and those have a glass bed, right? Yes. Okay, so another thing that can happen is sometimes your uh, your glass plate can like kind of shift a little bit as you're printing. Hmm. So it can kind of like slide around a little bit, and then that's like your ground plane moving a little. Really? Um, like if you're if you're only using one binder clip or something, um, versus using all three to really hold it in place. Yeah, I guess I never thought of it that way. Especially if if you know, you've got a clipper on it, you're trying to run it at five hundred you know, speed with a volcano nozzle like you do, Nathan. Yeah. Those beds fly around all over the place, man. Yeah, they fly right off the balcony. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I hope that helps, Nate. Um, I know we weren't probably too much help. We gave you probably too much information, but uh, hopefully you can get that fixed. And if you can't, here's Nathan's phone number. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, um, you can... If you want to hop on the Discord, my my Discord's pretty good about helping people out. It's not always me that comes to the rescue, but someone might uh, give you some aid. Well, that's all we have this time. Please visit JJ at JJ Shankles on YouTube and Nathan at Nathan Builds Robots on YouTube. And I can be found at Guy Shop on YouTube. See you next time.